number 185 from August of 2021, What Happened to You? I was given a book recently that I have found very interesting. It was written by Dr. Bruce Perry, who is a neuroscientist and a psychiatrist. He has studied the human brain his entire career from both of these perspectives and has come to some conclusions that are very helpful in understanding people and why they act the way that they do. I also think that his ideas have great application for the Christian faith. The title of the book is, What Happened to You? The premise of the book is that rather than look at people who are doing strange and harmful things and asking what is wrong with them, it is more helpful and loving to ask, what happened to you? All of us have experienced people who are difficult, quirky, dangerous, and just downright weird. And we usually end up saying things like, what's wrong with you? Are you nuts? Or you ain't right. This tends to focus on the person as defective, bad, and worthless. It is, in short, a very shaming message and does not help because that person is most certainly already filled with shame and doesn't really need any more. Focusing on the question, what happened to you, is much more helpful because it gets at the root of how our brain development was affected by certain traumatic events and lets the person know that the trauma was not their fault and their reactions now make sense as a kind of coping mechanism in response to that trauma. Unfortunately, many of these coping mechanisms no longer are helpful in daily life later on, and changes do need to be made. Dr. Perry uses the example of a Korean War veteran that he worked with who was out walking with his girlfriend when a car backfired. This man dropped to the ground, and when his girlfriend tried to comfort him, he hit her. He could not sleep for the rest of the night. He said that in Korea, if you didn't get down, you were dead, and if you fell asleep, you were dead. His lower brain functions responded before his higher brain cortex could think, process, and make sense of the backfire that he had heard. That man was 24 years old when he was in Korea. Imagine how much more deeply affected a human brain would be if the trauma happened when it was only a baby or a child. This is when the brain is developing at a very rapid rate, and traumatic events will have an even more damaging result during a time when the lower brain is all that a child has. The child's view of the world is being altered by those painful experiences. This actually changes the way the brain is formed. A National Survey of Children's Health study found that almost 50% of the children in the United States have had at least one significant traumatic event or more in their life. A recent study from 2019 by the Center for Disease Control reported that 60% of adults had experienced at least one traumatic event in their life, and almost a quarter of those people reported having at least three traumatic events. Traumatic events are much more than someone just having a bad day. They include things like physical abuse that left marks and blood, sexual abuse, parents that were too drunk or high to care for you, other addictions, having a member of the family go to prison, attempted suicide, death of a child, extreme neglect as a child, 
being reared in a family that did not love you or think you were important, vehicle accidents, and military combat. The younger we are at the time of a traumatic event, the more negative effect it will have in a person's development, because the lower brain is all the child has to go on at that time, and it will shape the worldview of that child. Trauma actually causes the infant's brain to develop differently, and then the child reacts differently to life situations later on. Thus, whenever we meet a person that is behaving badly or is irritating to us in some way, it would be far more helpful, rather than thinking, what's wrong with you, to instead wonder, what happened to you? None of us grew up in a vacuum. We all grew up somewhere with someone, and that has led us to be who we are today. For those of us who grew up in relatively sane and loving families, there is not enough money in the world that we would trade to be someone who instead grew up with abuse, neglect, guilt, and shame. It makes all the difference in the world in how we view people and how we view our world. Even in the Christian church, we tend to be unaware of the tremendous effect that traumatic events can have on people. We tend to either ignore it or just say, well, bad things may have happened, but these irritating people should just get over it. We do have structures in our worship service to deal with guilt. We have the brief order for confession and forgiveness, and that's what guilt needs, confession and then forgiveness. But we really don't have any structures to deal with shame. Shame is what other people have done to us that has damaged us. Shame needs exposure and acceptance to be healed. Shame needs some format where people can share what has been done to them to give them a sense of dirtiness and worthlessness. They need to share, this is what happened to me, and then to feel accepted. This is exactly what Jesus did when dealing with people who had issues. He looked at them with compassion and took their pain into consideration and didn't ask what was wrong with them, but rather what had happened to them, and then he loved them and accepted them. 